News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Musab Hassan Youssef, the disowned eldest son of the co-founder of Hamas, joins us now. Good morning to you, Musab. Um, first of all, for those who don't know your story, can you tell us a little bit about who your father is and, and the backstory to how you've come to be talking about Hamas? Um, well, my father's name is uh, Sheikh Hassan Youssef, and uh, he's one of the uh, uh, original founders of Hamas movement. Uh, today he's in Israeli prison. Um, and uh, my father and I came at odds uh, as I uh, grew up in the Palestinian territories. Um, I love him uh, as my father. Uh, he, he's, uh, he was a, a loving father. Uh, and um, uh, but, but the involvement of Hamas, this is something that I could not digest my, my entire childhood and later on in my life. Um, at the age of 19, uh, I was in prison, Megiddo prison. Um, and uh, I spent a long time with Hamas leaders uh, where they tortured many of uh, Palestinian uh, prisoners. Uh, that, Hamas tortured Palestinian prisoners. Yes, actually, that that was an Israeli prison, but within the Israeli prison, Hamas tortured uh, their own members for suspicion of collaborating with Israel, and uh, it was uh, a great trauma uh, of my life, like a shocking uh, reality. Uh, to see my father's organization and how they treated our own people. Long story short, I started questioning Hamas. And after I left prison, um, uh, the, lo- the story is long, but I somehow got involved with the Israeli intelligence and I reported suicide bombing attacks uh, voluntarily. I wanted to do that. I felt uh, a responsibility uh, over my shoulders uh, especially that I had access to the Hamas military wing in the West Bank uh, during the Second Palestinian Intifada. That was going basically against my father's interest. Okay. And it was it was considered by him as a betrayal. But anyway, uh, for me, it was a human thing. And uh, I didn't know that one day I would be talking about it uh, with the world. No, I'm sure. Uh, you worked undercover for Israel's internal security service, the Shin Bet, from 1997 to 2007. That was involved in incarcerating your own father. Um, believe it or not, the safest place was uh, for my father, uh, prison. And uh, many of his friends, uh, the same, uh, let's say, uh, same level, were assassinated. Uh, I protected his life as much as I could, you know, with everything that I I had when uh, things were messy in the West Bank and assassinations were happening on a regular basis. Uh, Because of my involvement with Israeli intelligence, uh, my father's life was saved and the Israeli intelligence did not touch him. Uh, But anyway, I I don't want to take credit for any any of that. He knows. He knows more than anyone else uh, because I was his right hand uh, uh, and I was protecting him with everything, uh, protecting him from himself. Okay. Uh, Masab, what would you say to people who say that when you were in prison, the Israelis turned you as as it were? What, what, what What would you say to that? You know, people can uh, judge whatever they want. 
uh, the end of the day, uh, I know my own uh, uh, drive and my own uh, motive. For me, it was a pleasure. You know, I, I cannot even describe it, uh, how uh, it was uh, satisfying to find a suicide bombing attack before they reach their target and blow, blow up schools, uh, universities, buses. Every time okay. I was able to reach a suicide bomber, it just, it made me happy you, and I'm still happy. And I, and I, and, and I can understand you felt you were saving lives and, 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 and I wouldn't argue against that. But what about those who say about the Israeli taking of lives? Currently, Gaza is under bombardment. We've seen refugee camps hit. We've seen hospitals hit. Obviously, this debate about certain hospitals. But what would you say to people who, who say that Israeli and the IDF in particular have blood on their hands as well? Uh, I think the blood is on uh, Hamas' hands uh, who use... Uh, Palestinians as human shields. Uh, I don't know what would be like how Israel would approach uh, such a barbaric uh, uh, members who are hiding in school, under schools, under hospitals, and among civilians, launching missiles and launching deadly attacks against Israel. So I don't know uh, how any democracy or actually how any of those genius people who are making the judgment, okay. what would be their solution, like dealing with such a crisis? So uh, if you can please suggest to me what would be uh, the, uh, the the perfect solution, how to deal with such a barbaric organization okay. that they are using their own children as human shields. If you have an alternative, please wait. If you have an alternative and your audience and those who think that they are uh, superior in their intelligence, please provide it. You know, we welcome any any suggestion to help us how to deal with Hamas problem in Gaza. Okay. Can, can you give us a little bit of an insight into the mindset of Hamas? You know, Hamas is, is not only a political party like the IRA, for example. Now, the IRA, at some point, they dropped their guns and they became part of the uh, political process. Uh, why? Because it's a political party. Uh, but Hamas is a religious political party. The Hamas has an ideology. Hamas uh, ideology is superior to the human life. In fact, it doesn't matter how many human lives uh, they need to burn in order to achieve their uh, ideological uh, uh, goal. So uh, there is no value for the human life. This is like the least to say of uh, Hamas. But uh, if you want me to go on... No, no, that's okay. Go I was going to ask you, how do Hamas view Israel and how do Hamas view Jewish people? Uh, enemies of uh, Allah. And that's the most complicated thing. That they view the Jewish people, they view Israel, uh, that they are cursed by the divine. And the divine authorized Hamas to punish uh, the Jewish people. Uh, this is uh, the deepest uh, human delusion you can think of. Plus, you know, political problem, plus uh, uh, personal problem could be. Uh, there are so many other dimensions. But my, my opinion, the ideological, religious dimension of Hamas hatred is the most sophisticated and complicated one. Okay. You, you were mentioning Hamas because of their ideology. Have uh, It's no barrier to killing people because of their ideology. But a lot of people would say in terms of proportionality that that could be said of, of what Israel is doing too, that in order to kill maybe one Hamas leader, that they are happy that, or men are not happy is the wrong word, but that they are willing to, to sacrifice sometimes hundreds of civilians. 
Is that not a similar ideology, an ideology that, that can take lives in order to pursue a goal? So, you see, uh, from my personal experience, when we were part of a uh, counterterrorism uh, operation in the West Bank, every time uh, we targeted a Hamas member or Hamas military uh, mastermind, and uh, some of them were mass murderers, uh, sometimes they had their child in the car and we canceled the operation because of their child. And every time uh, our mission, number one was, uh, do we have civilians in the area? Do we have any other passengers in the car or in the apartment? Now, in the West Bank, it's totally different reality than Gaza. If you think uh, of the situation, does Israel uh, target civilians? And uh, if, if Israel could avoid uh, civilians, and just target Hamas. Why would they target civilians and uh, have uh, the public opinion and their public image stained with blood? So you're, so you're saying that they would prefer not to have to do to do it in this not. in this way? Of course not, because they can be held accountable. You know, they are a democracy. They are part of the United Nations. They are a recognized uh, country. Okay. You know, you cannot just get away with such. This is a crime. You know, but. Uh, when Hamas hide uh, among civilians and uh, Israel, let's say, call for uh, to, to evacuate civilians, to give them warning, especially if there are tunnels or bunkers under uh, such buildings, uh, Hamas actually asks the people to stay and not to obey. Okay. Um, can I ask you, what about the, the uh, something that people say is, is that the Israeli bombardment of Gaza, it's a recruiting tool for Hamas, that the more that they bomb or the more that they invade or, or, or the more that they use their military might against Gaza, the more people will turn to Hamas? Uh, this is Hamas game. Uh, they understand the value of human shields. And uh, they know the more civilian casualties uh, happen, uh, the uh, more uh, global pressure on Israel to stop the war. And this is what Hamas can afford. A short-term war only. Uh, hence, they use the uh, uh, human shields uh, tactic. But you know what I mean uh, about recruiting, that, that more, more Palestinian young men, for example, may now support Hamas because of what Israel is doing? You know, uh, of course, because when Hamas creates uh, uh, this level of confusion and hatred and violence, uh, of course, uh, this is the perfect climate where they can thrive. You know, Hamas, Hamas thrives in chaos. They don't thrive uh, when when there is order. So, so you're laying all, all of the responsibility for all of this at, at Hamas's door. Uh, look, uh, the Hamas takes the lion's uh, share of this because they initiated this war okay. and because they betrayed the truce. There was a truce between them and Israel. And Israel was easing uh, the, the siege for the Gazans uh, and Hamas betrayed uh, that. Okay. Uh, so they are responsible, number one. But now if we really want to go in depth as, as human beings and discuss and see all the dimensions of how we uh, came to this point, of course there is more, more to the story. But now we are in a war against a barbaric organization does not have regard uh, to human life. Uh, I cannot uh, blame a democracy that is uh, doing the job on behalf of me on behalf of uh, uh, the free world, to eradicate uh, such uh, a group. 
Later on, we can evaluate and see, you know, where did we make mistakes? Because anybody in a situation and under such uh, pressure can make any mistake, any country. Can I ask you a last question, Masab? What, if any, is your relationship with your father now? You know, my father uh, shunned me uh, like approximately 10 years ago now. And we haven't spoken since then, but I know he loves me, you know, and, and, and I love him. You know, that's my that's my father. But unfortunately, the distance between us is such a huge distance. And uh, I hope one day, you know, uh, this situation will be restored and uh, people eventually will realize that we are we're just one family. You know, there is no difference and there is no need for the hatred and the use of violence. Uh, to achieve our uh, political agendas. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.